This is I Will Hunt. I'm your host, Rudy Getzig. I will be interviewing folks in my quest to learn how to hunt. I know I have a lot to go over, and you can learn with me. Listen in. Do I have what it takes? Will I hunt? I will hunt from the heartland to the shore. And I may not find nothing, and my rifle turns to rust. But I will hunt. So, this is a random nonsense episode. Chris, Chris <laughs> just let me know. Yeah. Um, basically, we're going to go over list and, and because I am the complete novice, uh, I'm going to really let Chris take this and then I'll just kind of chime in whenever. So Chris, what do I need to learn? What What, what is a new hunter, somebody that really doesn't know much of anything, you know, what, what kind of topics do we need to go over? I have a gigantic list. <laughs> I really do. I, I, uh, I, I got to getting on it. So uh, I guess um, I'm going to kind of peruse this list, but uh, I think for a new hunter, you need to you need to find you need to find something that's attainable and positive. You know, it's like uh, like I see your posts all the time with you taking your kids on a hike. Like you're not taking your kids up K two, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I feel like uh, you know there's certain hunts that are super super hard. Like uh, you know if you want to go hunt uh sheep in Kyrgyzstan you know it's a ton of money and you're hunting at 17,000 feet and people die and you know probably shouldn't Cliffs start there yeah <laughs> yeah probably shouldn't start there you know <laughs> maybe start off uh so in Washington we have a pretty heavy deer population uh we have the highest uh numbers of black bear in the lower 48 uh they're uh, uh I think a huge uh unused resource here so I think uh, that's a that's a that's a fun hunt um, we also have a lot of elk in Washington too. So, um, those are all attainable. Yeah. And, those are very attainable. Those are over the counter tags. They're not expensive. You can do them over the weekend. I feel like a new hunter should, you know, I have a lot of guys that say, Hey Chris, you know, can I go with you on this hunt? I go, yeah, yeah. So the last one I went on, my buddy wanted to go. His wife was pregnant. Uh, so mm -hmm. he didn't go, but he, but I went for 26 days and he's like, I can't go for 26 days. And I, <laughs> and I go, well, okay, we'll come for a couple days, you know? You don't have to stay the whole time, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, you know, I'm not saying be me. I would don't be like me, you know? <laughs> but take take the little parts and pieces, you know, the good ones, and uh, and then, you know, take them on to, you know, he wants to go hunt around here. He lives in Stanwood. There's, there's deer in my yard all the time, you yeah. know? Uh, so I feel like, you know... Let's go deer real hunt. quick on that. Do you, yeah. uh, you ever harvest deer from your yard? I, you know what? It's the funniest <laughs> thing. I've never, I have never shot a deer here, and uh -huh. I've seen a ton of deer. <laughs> but I will tell you this: if you look around, I, sh I shot that bobcat, and I shot that bobcat uh, on my property because I have chickens, and they're eating my wife's chicken. Ah, yeah, and that's you don't yeah. eat my wife's chickens, man. So. Well, that's uh, the bobcat history. Yeah, there. that's nice. the okay. that's the bob. So I uh, we have all kinds of critters here we have a we have a very large predator population here so we have a ton of bears seen i don't know a dozen bears you know just on 10 acres uh lots of deer a couple bobcat have had a cougar on the trail camera um so pre predator wise uh they don't get any slack cut here but uh the deer the deer <laughs> you know i like watching the deer yeah. you know 
With your, with, wife's, your, your wife's helping you with the uh, predators with yeah. the bait. She's got the, yeah. the chickens out there. You got chickens and goats <laughs> now, so uh, it's kind of, you know, a little, that's not super fair, but, you know, <laughs> they don't get a pass. Um, but, yeah, so as a new hunter, I would say, you know, pick pick something that's attainable and uh, do it do it in a do it in a way that you can have a good time and it's not going to piss your wife off because you're gone for yeah. 26 days or <laughs> or you know that you can be successful and not and not necessarily harvesting an animal successful but successful in just having uh, a, a really good time at whatever you're doing so gotcha. uh, you know you're, you're not out there miserable wet cold bad company you know uh, and then if you harvest animals it's fantastic because uh, um, like uh, the other day I posted on my Instagram account, like I was up, the wife and kid went to bed and I stayed up grinding up deer meat, you know? Yeah. And now we have a ton of deer meat and I can't wait to make tacos tonight, <laughs> you know? Nice, nice. So that's a, it's a, that's a huge bonus. But then, so pick an attainable critter, uh, local if you can. There's tons of critters around here. Figure out what you're going to hunt it with. So in Washington, you have to choose um, modern which is would would be a regular rifle. Like rifle. something that you make. You like something that I make. <laughs> Acantrilloutdoors.com. Uh, you know, smoke pole, so they have a, a muzzle loader season. So right next to you, right there. So that's a that's your classic, uh, 54 cal muzzle loader. Okay. And it's different uh, than what I expect. I expect the little flare on the end. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> not a, not a musket. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure people probably do hunt with those. Uh, nothing against the musket crowd out there. Uh, and, uh, and bow. So I like the archery hunt as well. I think all of them have. Uh, I think everybody who hunts should at least try each discipline. You mm-hmm. know, um, if they if they let me hunt with a spear, I'd try that too. You know. Uh, I think that, you know, all of them, all of them will teach you a little bit, um, as far as in general about, you know, how to be a better hunter. Nice. And, uh, so as a new hunter, I think, you know, you gotta, if you, if you had a bow and you didn't have a rifle, I'd say, Hey, let's, you know, let's try and go fling some arrows and shoot a deer. You know, that's probably the easiest. I mean, especially where we live in Puget Sound, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the islands are chock full of blacktail like ridiculous amounts and they're tiny but they're really really delicious you don't get a lot of meat out of them but it's an incredibly satisfying hunt uh you you know you're you're hiking and hunting in like eight foot tall ferns it's like jurassic park (laughs) these little tiny deer running around you know and you shoot one with your bow and so i've done that hunt a bunch of times and it was it's been a hoot um you know you're not shooting big huge racks or anything like that you know it's just it's just the experience. Yeah, my buddy Chad actually just got his very first kill ever. Uh, really? Over on Whidbey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in that same style that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he, he was really excited about that, and that was his first time ever hunting. So Or, or, or getting. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, – I'm gonna I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw something out which uh, I would very much like to talk about a lot more in depth that has come leaps and bounds. So anyone getting into hunting, uh, especially if you're new uh, and you have a cell phone, which everyone does, uh, you get an there's an app. It's called OnX Hunts. So it's a ma- it's a map, and uh, you can buy different states. And what that does is it shows you. Um, all the private lands, all the public lands, and it shows you like the GMU overlay. So how the state state's broken down into different units. So you can, you know, like right now we're at 407. So you can hunt 407. You can hunt deer and elk, and this, you know, it tells you all the information. Wow. So it's it's a 
when I started, it, there was nothing like it. Mm. I mean, I have a whole box full of paper maps that have scribbles, you know, you know, saw a deer here, killed bull there, you know, <laughs> and I, I love those maps, you know, um, but Onyx is, is leaps and bounds above anything. And it's, it is an incredible resource for anybody, especially a new hunter. I use it all mm. the time nice. on all my hunts. So being able to just look, you know, look around your house and go, I had no idea there was a, you know, a 40 acre public piece just right over here and mm. you can go hunt that you know and as everyone knows you know like coyotes and deer and critters like that are all in urban areas now and so you know there's nothing wrong shooting a deer next to a neighborhood you know if you're going to go use it and you know feed your family deer tacos or whatever you're going to do yeah you know i think that's a huge deal so uh it, do, it doesn't have to be the huge epic you know <laughs> like deep mountain I think you should do that. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with starting, you know, in a hunt next to your neighborhood either. So so maps and apps is definitely a, oh, a big yeah. topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really big. And uh, so going through. Yeah, we had that in the hiking world, too. I mean, because yeah. uh, there's a lot. The way the way that a lot of the apps have gone, too. And, and this we'll just end on this part because I, you do want to dive in further. And I know you could go off of what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, with the GPS uh you don't have to have – you can be in airplane mode on your phone, so you're saving your battery. Right. But you can still follow a GPS trail, uh, like Pacific Crest Trail, for instance. And, and right. it's just so beneficial to be able to use a map without having to have service and stuff. So, anyway, keep going. So, I know, I know you're like, wait, I want to <laughs> uh, And then you said Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, another big thing, like I said, people can't uh, see a whole lot of this right now, but there's uh, there's a gym down here and you don't necessarily have to have uh you know a membership to golds or the y we have a membership to why i like to swim because the older i get you know the more the joints hurt things like that but um i come down here i work out four or five days a week and the reason the well you know no one wants to be old and fat and feel terrible but uh the first time you go on a hunt and you get yourself in a situation where you physically can't get out mm which I've been in, which uh, we'll talk about that later, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, it, w it will change you. I mean, it's deeply like, <sighs> wow, you know, it'll break your soul, man. Mm -hmm. Like, so I come, I get up at 6 o'clock before the kid gets up, and I come down here and I work out, and I sweat and I grunt, and I, and I get ready, you know, and it's January, you know, and my big hunts are in, you know, September, October, November, but it's, you know, you got to train, man. You got to yeah. get ready because it's, it is, it's really big because – you know, people say, oh, you know, I, I jog or, you know, like, no, that's not, you know, I'm down here doing deadlifts and then I do wind sprints and I'm doing box jumps and I'm doing things like that because you got to get ready to put, you know, say you go moose hunting, you know, so I went moose hunting a couple of years ago with Travis in Montana or in Alaska. It's only about 25 pounds of meat on a moose. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea. I never shot a moose, yeah. you know, and I, I had been training not as hard as I should have been, uh, but, you know, you pack out a moose hindquart, I don't know what it weighs, 125 pounds, you know, in your backpack that's already full of all your crap, you know, so you're packing out 150 pounds. Wow. How far, you know? And you're not on a trail. You know, <laughs> moose don't live on trails. You know, we're in the wilds of Alaska. I mean, we're, you know, 100 miles from civilization, so it was it was brutal. I mean, it was – I was shocked that Travis could do it. I'm going to throw that out. Travis, you're <laughs> listening to this. Like, I was like, holy crap, this guy's a freaking machine. I mean, it was literally – he packed out as much as he weighed. 
you know, and we went a long ways through African or Alaskan bush. And it's like, you know, if anyone has ever been in Alaska, it's like they're, they're, they call them alders, but they're like this weaved web of devil's nonsense, mm. you know, and it's, it's the most terrible thing to get through. But it's uh, physically, if you're not there, you're going to have a miserable time. Wow, and I've been yeah, there, and th- and that's that's the thing too. And I know we talked a little bit before we started recording. That's one right. of my biggest goals is I can't be that guy, right? And and, and we, you know, so we'll we'll get into it on on, on about that for sure because right, uh, I have been that person in the past. I'm not that person now, and I need to be, and right. I know I need to be, and so so that's going to be one of my major goals too. So, right? Yeah. So I think uh, we're definitely going to hit on some fitness. Um, what type of weapon you're going to use? Like I said, in, in uh, so in Washington, um, you have to have a uh, your um, hunter's, hunter's head, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to get that. So that's number one. So you get that, and then you say, okay, I want to go hunting. And then they, then you look at the regs. You got to read the reg books, and you say, okay, well, it looks like so they chop it up into three seasons, right? So you have your modern, you have uh, your muzzleloader, and your archery. Then. This state, which is kind of a pain, chops up the state in half. So you got to pick east side, west side on some oh. of that stuff. So uh, in other states like Montana, it's not like that. You just buy a hunt license. You hunt the whole the state. state. You hunt archery season, and then they don't have a muzzleloader season, but then you just go hunt uh, modern if you haven't shot anything yet, which is fantastic. So I, I'm a big... I'm a big proponent of having people go out of state as well. I love Washington. Uh, I think they do a lot of great things, but um, this is a hunting stuff is a little convoluted as far as that's concerned. So you got to be pretty dialed as far as where you want to go ahead of time to buy your license. And then, uh, so you figure that out, you figure out what you're going to use, you got your gear and, uh, and then you got to figure out, okay, well, I got all this stuff ready. And I got a pretty good idea. I got Onyx. I figured out there's some stuff over there. And then, uh, and then, okay, I'm ready to go hunting. Yeah. But th- what do you do? Well, I need a truck too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get no, some type of motor transportation, yeah, yeah. right? I was just kidding. You know, you got your bicycle, you know, with your meat rack <laughs> on the back. But then, you know, you go out. And um, so let's say, let's say you go out and you're, and you're, and you're uh, say you're hunting with a bow. And, uh, you get, you find a deer, you've been practicing, you're dialed. Um, what do you do? You know? Yeah. That moment yeah, or, or like, after the moment? Like, no, yeah. right, right then. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, you know, where do you shoot it? Mm-hmm. You know, what if it's looking at you? What if it's quartering away? You know what? So there's a lot of different scenarios that you need to go through because that's uh, honestly, that's like the people talk about buck fever that's the make or break moment i mean you lose your mind dude i mean you want to talk about adrenaline starts pumping (laughs) and you start breathing real heavy you get jet and i'm not kidding like it still happens to me on certain critters you know so uh you know shot placement is a big deal and being able to mentally calm yourself down uh, because I'm shaking right now. Oh, dude, I get jazzed <laughs> up. I mean, I can tell you story after story of what, how I've missed because I've been so jacked. Like, you taking trying to take a long range shot and you're laying down, you're prone, and your heart's beating so hard it feels like mm-hmm. you're doing push ups. It's pushing you up off the ground, you know. And that's a, and that still happens to me, you know, on wow. predators, on wolves and stuff in Montana. It's yeah, you get super jacked. So, uh, and then so let's say we we figure all that out and uh, you you know you know how a vital 
is laid out you know you hear people you know hey you know in the pump house or whatever so it's you know you got your your vitals typically your lungs and your heart is what you're aiming for um depend doesn't matter what you're shooting but you know so you have this certain um shot placement you're looking for and then so you shoot this critter and now you have this dead animal in there what do you do yeah you yeah know? that's yeah that's one of yeah. those things like oh man yeah it's you funny know? you mentioned the the buck fever type of the shakes and stuff because yeah. I hadn't even thought about that, but it's this. It's the next portion you're talking oh, yeah. about. I was like, I had no idea. What yeah, to do. <laughs> you know, and 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 to be completely honest, uh, most people don't like to talk about this, but everyone makes a bad shot. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you hunt and you hunt enough, you're going to make a bad shot. So let's say you shoot you shoot the animal back and you shoot it in the guts. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen pictures of deer walking around with three legs, but they're everywhere. Mm. They're way tougher than we are like a million times tougher than people. So you make a bad shot, that critter could live or it's going to run miles. And then it's and it's on you. I mean, you need to, you know, if you got an appointment or you got to be home for dinner, well, guess what? You're not getting home for dinner. I mean, you made that decision to make a bad shot. You know, whether it was an accident or not, you did it. So now you need to have the skill set to be able to, okay, how do I track this thing? Mm, you know, where is yeah. where is it going? Uh, Onyx, again, can help with that. You know, oh, crap, it went over to, you know, Bill's house. So you're going to go knock on doors and say, hey, I shot a deer. It went through here. Can I please track it, you know, through your property? So you need to be prepared to do things like that, too, because uh, it happens to everyone. Uh, so rather, that, rather, you're saying rather than just letting it go, like a lot of people, so there might yeah. be some people be like, Oh darn! He got away. Right, <laughs> but you've injured that animal. Right. right? So, no, yeah. it's your hunts. Yeah. It's like so. That's a that's something that I admire about uh, African PHs. So it's if you shoot it and if you nick it and they find a drop of blood, you pay. So if you're shooting wow. a fifty thousand dollar critter and you nick it and it gets away, you pen that check. That's on you. You know. That's that's now you're you're, it, you're yeah. tagged out. You're done. <laughs> so you better learn how to be able to track critters and find them. And it's because it's your responsibility. You know, it's it's uh it's and some people do. Some people, you know, you take a bad shot and blow a leg off. Oh, they'll be fine. You know, like no, no, that's not that's not how it works. So I think that that's a that's a that's a really important part of this. And at the same time, uh, some people won't be it's it's incredibly tough man it's gut check time and it's some people won't be able to handle it and it's just something that you got to work through you know especially yeah. if you're going to hunt because it's not all high fives and smiles sometimes you know so past that you move on you find it well then i have to take a picture of myself holding it yeah right? the old yeah. grip and grin right you know <laughs> uh which will that's a whole nother no, section we'll get into yeah <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a griffin grin, grin but with social media and all the nonsense out there and how soft people are nowadays that's another that's, that's a whole nother thing we'll talk about uh but then you get this critter you're all excited and uh now it comes down to okay i need to i need to turn this animal into something that i could feed my family right so you need to be prepared uh basically you need to a turn into a butcher you know, you need to you need to know the anatomy of an animal, and we get into this. You need to know all the edible parts and take out as much as you can. You need to be strong enough to pack it out and uh, and make sure that you get said meat out in a manner to where you know some people will, you know like they'll open up a deer and uh, and they're just parts and pieces and stuff and laying in the dirt and everything else. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't like eating dirt, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not feeding my three year old dirt, you know. So that's something that I've learned over time too is. Uh, you got to get all Dexter in there. Huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love Dexter, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. You know, feel, uh, 
field care, you know, is, is a huge, huge deal. And if you ever have any questions and you don't have someone to talk to, go to your local butcher and he'll say, hey, man, this is what you need to do. You know, look and go during hunting season, and he'll have all the deer hung up, and you'll see like eighty percent of them recovered in dirt and rocks and stick, and they cut all that off. You know, like because they they want to give you clean meat. Well, there goes thirty percent of your meat. You know, yeah, into the into the scrap pile. So, uh, well, and by the way, I kind of want to interject real quick because you brought up so many good points. I wanted to put it out to the listeners a little bit. If, if anybody happens to know, and, and maybe Chris, maybe you know too, but if anybody happens to know somebody, so you mentioned Onyx, Onyx apps or right. apps or you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, maybe somebody knows that person and, and, and they want to come on here and talk about it uh, a little bit more in depth with you and I, or uh, you know, we could do that through Skype or whatever. Maybe uh, somebody is, a, um, is registered to be able to give out the hunting, uh, Hunter's Ed courses or whatever. I'd love to talk to somebody about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get get kind of in depth with somebody that, or like you mentioned, a butcher, right? Uh, and obviously, you've become a butcher yourself, so you have that experience. But it would be kind of cool to to throw it out there to a local butcher and yeah. say, "Hey, man, what do you got?" You know, I, yeah. I have family members too that, that that are, but but yeah, somebody, somebody right. out here. But anyway, I just want to want to throw that out there no. as you're talking. I it's a to talk to somebody who actually does it as a profession, you know, day in and day out, they have such a vast amount of knowledge that you can, you can pick up on. And it's, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you do something too. There's always something new you can learn, you know, sure. Uh, you know, to this, I mean, I've only been doing this for 19 years or whatever, but there's guys have been doing it for 60, you know, and these old farts and you talk, you know, you know, sit down and talk with old Tom for the next three hours, you know, (laughs) Uh, but you know, you di- you listen and you can dissect that, go through all the the political garbage or whatever he's going to talk about, you know, because that's what <laughs> old guys do. But then you can pull out some nuggets, you know, and you can be like, oh, man, that's a, ri-, you know, I never thought about it that way or I've never done that or, you know. And I, again, in my maps and all my stuff and I have notes and I take notes on all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's the same without in the in the gun shop. You know, I have a big old school three ring binder. And I scribble stuff down in there. You know, these the cell phones are great for taking notes, but man, I really like to hand write stuff down, and yeah. it really, you know, it hits home, especially when you do that too. So, uh, kind of jump back a little bit too. Uh, one of the questions I had too is uh, scouting. Uh, you know, that would be kind of before all that. Do you do that, or or do you just kind of you kind of know an area where you're going to be okay with 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 number of animals, and you just kind of head out and look? I do both. You know, it depends on uh, time frame, uh, just because family job um i would like to do a lot more scouting i think the more scouting you do the more prepared you're going to be uh especially in washington state uh if you're hunting the east side we have all kinds of fires all the time and even if there's not a fire in your area the uh, the amount of animal movement i mean it's huge because i've gone to areas uh where i think last year the year before we had those big fires like up towards canada and uh, I was hunting the Satan Wilderness, and it was totally different. I mean, it's crazy. There's moose running around everywhere. There's no deer. I'm like, what's going on oh, over man. here? Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> so um, I think if you have the ability to take the time and scout, it's going to be incredibly beneficial. Plus, it's like practice, you know. You know, no one just shows up for the Super Bowl, right? You know, they got to play all those games beforehand. So that's what scouting is. It's practice, you know. There's no reason. Let's say, for instance, you're uh, – your um your bow hunting will bring a bunch of bunch of blunts you know and, and practice shooting stumps or um you know if you can whack a squirrel or a grouse or something you know and you know bring home some <laughs> some quarry to the old lady 
<laughs> you know, uh, or or bring uh, uh, you know a, a BB gun or something like that. You know, or uh, something like that, just to practice. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with going out in the woods and practicing. So nice. yeah, right. Well, uh, you know, I kind of sidetracked you with that one, but uh, you know, keep going if you had some more stuff. Oh, I got lots of stuff here. Yeah, so I'm gonna scroll down the list. Uh, so uh, rules, rules in Washington is a big thing. So there's uh, the the regs come out and they change the rules every year, which is uh, which is a good and a bad thing. Um, is that are you are you talking about rules as far as uh, because of the numbers of, of animals or, uh, or rules as far as like actual like both? Okay, both. Sorry. It's incredibly multifaceted. So you have like uh, you know we had uh, in the um, in the in the southern states we have CWD right, and it's moving up. It's it's made its way into Montana. So there's rules and regulations. Oh, now. you're talking about the disease? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chronic wasting disease. People Google that. And it's terrible. We um, can talk about that too. But uh, so there's so there's stuff like that. You know, interstate travel. They have rules and regulations on that. Uh, even th- things as basic as like hunter orange. You know, so if you go rifle hunting in Washington, you got to have 400. I think it's 200 400 square inches of hunter orange. So basically a big orange vest, right? Uh, you know, there's, um, I put on one of them vests one time. <laughs> it's not big on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. My buddies give me crap all the time, probably the same as you, because I'm a yeah. big guy and I put yeah. a vest on there. Like, that's not legal. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I took it out of the package, same as you, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so there's things like that. There's things like, uh, you know, you got to know your shooting hours, you know, when you can, because there's legal shooting hours, you know, uh, dawn and dusk. And, uh, you know, there's certain things. Um, maybe they change the regulations in a certain area where the where it's like so. For instance, right here, where we're at, I can't hunt with a rifle, even though this is a rifle area. So a high-powered centerfire rifle, but I can hunt with a bow and a shotgun. Are you talking about because we're on your property? No. So this general area. Okay. So there's because there's boundaries. Like if you're if you're west of Highway Nine, like it's a it's a rifle restricted area, even though. When you look at the general regulations, it says you can hunt with a rifle here. So it's it's uh, these subtle nuances okay. that you know they're like you really have to look for them, right? Yeah. Or until you get caught by the game warden, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Hey, dummy, you know, <laughs> here's your ticket. You know, give me your deer." Would love to talk to a game warden too. Yeah, to throw that out there, but yeah, yeah. And and honestly, they're. Uh, you know, people look look at him as, oh my God! You know, you get that feel like when you get pulled over and you see the lights behind you. If you get that feeling in your stomach, uh, th- I've had more good information come out of game wardens, especially in in, um, in areas that I don't know. And you run into a game warden, you're like, hey man, you know, because they're more than willing to talk to you. They're they're there to you know help hunters basically, almost like a preventative. Yeah, absolutely. Access, right? Yeah, like or hey, you know, you know, hey, you guys got you. They're gonna check your licenses. They're gonna check your stuff. Make sure you're doing everything legal but then they're gonna be like oh yeah well you know you guys ever hunted this area no so i don't i don't really know what i'm doing you know do you have any tips yeah this is what i would do you know maybe maybe i go in this general area over here maybe this general time you know mm-hmm. and they're real sly about it right yeah. and you go over there and then you shoot a deer then you see yeah. all the other people we told her to go <laughs> right <laughs> which may be uh but um so rules i mean yeah there's just a ton of those yeah rules and regulations yeah. are, are real big uh and and everyone makes mistakes. Uh, so for instance, uh, umpteen years ago, uh, I got a ticket for having a round in my magazine in the truck while I was hunting. 
And so that's illegal in Washington. So it's legal in Montana, uh, but it's not legal in Washington. So mm-hmm. I got like a $350 ticket or something like that for having – it wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm not rolling around with one in the pipe, right, which I don't think anyone should do. I think that's even legal in Montana, but I wouldn't do it. Um, but you can't even have a round in the magazine if it's in your vehicle. And if you lean the gun up on the vehicle and it has a round in it, you get a ticket oh, for that yeah. too. It's yeah, same thing. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of – a lot of rules and regulations, um, you don't need to know all of them right away, you know. Uh, hopefully, you don't get dinged with one. Uh, typically, game wardens are, like I said, pretty good. Um, but every once in a while, you know, you get the young cocky kid who writes you a $350 ticket if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Uh, so, game rigs. Um, and then uh, we t- kind of touched on clothing. You know, so there's a so when Rudy walked in, there's this huge <laughs> sprawl of 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 totes mess. And, yeah. yeah. So I have I think I have ten totes, Costco, and uh, they're all labeled. And I have like I have my my uh, my warm weather gear, and then I have my cold weather gear, and then I have everything separated uh, because like. What you wear in a September elk hunt in Washington is not going to be what you wear in a November uh, deer hunt in Montana, you know. Mm. And so yeah. having all these things, uh, layering and the types of clothing that's come out, it's been, it's been nuts. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's super expensive, a lot of it. Mm. Uh, so don't go just go running out and buying stuff. But, you know, figure out, use, use what you got. You know, if you're out there with a sweatshirt, just be aware that, you know, you, if you get wet, you're going to be miserable, you know. <laughs> Um, and that's that's that area where where there's going to be some crossover. Uh, obviously, without the like right. you talked about before with the Walmart, uh, yeah, the yeah. Walmart camo, yeah, um, you know that's going to be that that th- those type of decisions with the camo and stuff is going to be different. But right. a lot of that lightweight or uh, just just smaller, sturdier stuff that uh, right. has just been advanced lately. Yeah, it's uh, it's leaps and bounds. So uh, I don't get paid by Kuyu, but I'm gonna throw them out there. I'm a huge fan. Uh, they have incredible, like, fabrics and technology and things of that nature to where, you know, I can go out and not have all this huge amount of bulky clothing and, and still stay dry and warm. And, and then I, 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 Cabela's has a, has a couple, like, their Cabela's Ultimate and the Cabela's Berber, I wear that. And Montana, that's great stuff, too. So, um, moving on. So, types of hunts I do. So, uh, kind of like the types of, of uh, hunting, like if you look at, uh, if you turn on the outdoor channel, you're going to see guys sitting in tree stands shooting whitetails, right? That's not necessarily the type of hunting that I do, but that's probably because that's the best type of hunting that they have there to, For their, their yeah, to be successful, right? So in where we're at, in all the western states, most of it's going to be spot and stock. So that's where... Uh, the fitness issue comes into play, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to hike way up in the mountains. I'm going to get a vantage spot and I'm going to sit there and the patience, patience is really tough. A good pair of glasses, you know, you sit there with your, your binox and you just glass, you know, and you're up there at dark and then the sun starts to come up and you sit and you glass and you glass and you glass. And that's going to be a topic that I definitely want to talk way more in depth in because I mean, that's, that to me is huge. Yeah. And, And it's like, I wouldn't know where to start with that. So, yeah, we definitely needed to get into that. That's uh, my preferred style of hunting, spot and stock. Uh, I've done, you know, a lot of different types and uh, over the years, and it's it's. I think it's the most, uh, it's the most exciting and rewarding for me, uh, and it's super hard too sometimes because uh, over the years, you know, you you start with the Walmart binocs, 
you know, I won a pair of Binox at the NRA banquet, like only one eyepiece worked, you know, and, and I use those. And, and then, you know, you upgrade over time. And now, now I have pretty good glass. So you can sit there and you can glass for a long time because the better the glass, less eye fatigue. So you're sitting there and then you have a spot and scope, right? So you're looking and oh, I think that's a deer. And then you pull a spot and scope out and you look at it and then you try and range find it. And then you realize your range finder goes to a mile and this thing's like three miles away. And then, you, <laughs> and then it's over two drainages and you go, oh, crap, you know, how do I get to that? Yeah. Um, so uh, spot and stock is, is like I said, is going to be one of my preferred methods. And again, talking about binox and, and spot and scopes, those are, those are big things. We'll get into those uh, as far as optics go. And then even, uh, if, you know, rifle hunting scopes. Um, when it gets into the rifle hunting part of things, that's where I'll probably nerd out a little bit yeah. and uh, get really in depth with um, long range shooting and uh, you know why I do what I do, the bullets I shoot, you know, um, ballistic coefficients and ogives and Coriolis effect you know I'm talking that's a, you know the rotation of the earth which direction you're shooting you know well I thought the earth was flat <laughs> <laughs> yeah flat earth guys come shoot come shoot some guns with me in four directions and I'll prove you wrong real quick real quick so uh yeah and it matters you know because when you uh, you know you something you have to realize is once you pull the trigger that that bullet leaves the earth and the earth is still spinning right so if you shoot north, south, east, west, you know the Earth is still moving. It only moves in one direction, right? So it's it's gonna it varies your shot quite a bit. At, you know, like mm. say at a thousand yards, you know. So yeah. you know if you're if you're shooting, say try and shoot a deer, you just missed uh, because you didn't compensate for you know which direction you're shooting. And for. you can't figure that out by licking your finger and putting. <laughs> <it in> there. <laughs> and then wind wind is a huge deal. Wind <laughs> is such. I don't know where we're supposed to swear on this com- this podcast, but it is a bitch, man. W- reading wind is is something that uh, David Tubbs is a world class shooter. Uh, he's I've you know he's written a bunch of really good books, and he talks about wind all the time. And he's probably that's probably one of his best skill sets is he can read wind, you know. And the wind is it's a freaking invisible, you know. Like even when you look at you know the bushes a thousand yards away. Well, that's what the wind's doing there, but what's it doing at 500 yards and 200 well, like yards said, and 700 yards? Multiple and drainages and yeah. stuff, too. That's going to all change. Yeah, it's huge. So that's, uh, boy, that's, yeah, that's a, that's about a three podcast worth topic right <laughs> Good. there. I, that, hey, man, the more uh, we got, the better. It's, uh, this is how we learn. Uh, the funny thing is, too, just kind of sidetrack on that real quick, is I don't know about you, but through all my, my other podcasts, Cascade Hiker Podcast, I think 140 episodes, something like that. Wow. Out already. And I've learned so much through that. I've been hiking since I was a kid. Right. But when you talk about something, you end up kind of like even even my own words sometimes I can be like, "Hey man, I should tell myself that sometimes." <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like like so you know it, it, it not necessarily just for the novice all the right. time. So I was going No, I totally agree. Uh some of the other things so there's there's some there's some topics and some subtopics. Uh so public land is a is a kind of a hot button right now. Uh, just talking about, uh, you'll see, uh, you know, people wearing t-shirts say I'm a public landowner yeah. and things like that. Cause tra- and there's all kinds of stuff going on with public land, and we'll delve into that as well. Uh, some exciting things going on with even uh, some public and private. There's a thing called the Amer- American Prairie Reserve. We'll delve into that. Uh, uh, Steve Rennell was talking about that on the Meter podcast. So yeah, I've heard him talk about oh, that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's really cool stuff. Uh, hunting out of state, hunting out of country. There's different things people need to know as far nice. as um, 
crossing straight state lines with um, animals now just because of like chronic wasting disease, uh, s different state laws. You know, you can't have bones or or things of that nature, brain matter, you know. So CWD is, uh, is something that's um, in the brain of animals, so you can't transfer that matter across state lines. Uh, hunting out of the country. How do I get my guns out of the country? You know, or or even you know if you're gonna fly somewhere, even out of state, like you know, so I hunt in Alaska. I drove there one time. I've done it once. <laughs> I won't do it again. Uh, that's another topic. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> well, and, and not to mention the guns too. But you also have like if you if you're out hiking around, I mean, if you have your your stove, yeah, because I mean, those I know yeah. just in the hiking world too is you know you can't necessarily. Those aren't easy to fly with either, right? Right, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've lost some jet boil fuel yeah. going to Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. can't have that on a plane. I'm like, what's this? Just for my stove. <laughs> going you know? hunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you're not, you're not getting that. So, different things, you know, as far as, yeah, flying, uh, that's a big deal. Um, different types of thing. Obviously, you know, there's, it's a, uh, I would, I would love to get some, non-confrontational non-hunters um down here because obviously I, I you know i like to have i have a couple big parties you want them to see all your taxidermy well, or? yeah no so <laughs> I, i've had i've had non-hunter you know because i have obviously a, a, a very wide array of friends and uh you know so bradford loomis comes and does yeah. the concert every year and it's it's a great time and we get a lot of non-hunters down here and they see the uh, so i have a lot of taxidermy right and they instantly get offended you know which is just a knee-jerk reaction that's totally you know that's fine you know, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Like, what? tell me why you're offended. You know, oh, I don't think animals should die, you know. Well, tell me why, you know. And, uh, you know, do you eat meat, you know? Yes. Okay, well, then, you know, let's have a conversation about that because I eat meat too. You know, unfortunately, I've seen the terrible videos of, you know, like, the. don't get me wrong, I eat a steak every now and again, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, it's a, I'm going to eat meat, and I feel like it's the best way for me to provide meat for me and my family, right. and uh, and it's a and it's a tough conversation to have because, like I said, people are people are very uh, passionate about this subject, and there's a lot of knee jerk reactions. And when when someone comes down here and sees you know a bunch of taxidermy animals, like oh my god, you murdered all these things, you know, mm -hmm. like normal was an animal, you can't murder an animal, I could kill an animal, and I did, you know, but you know I used all these animals. You know, I ate all these animals. I paid a fortune to get the taxidermy done, you know. And as Rudy knows, I'm just regular old Joe Schmo here. You know, I paid a lot of mortgage payments in taxidermy. Pissed my wife off. So, you know, uh, but the, it's a it's a really, really deep subject. Um, and, we, you know, I'm yeah, sure it's... I'd a, love to have that conversation, too. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. And, and in fact, it's a, it's a it would be re probably pretty easy for me to find uh, somebody that would be willing to talk because... Of the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Oh, I, there you go. I guarantee you, there's some hikers out there that don't right. want anything to do with hunting. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah it'd be kind of fun to find somebody uh, that I already know is willing to talk. And, yeah. And so that might be easy. So. No, I think it'd be great. You know, yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's, it's not a, an argument. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a. You know, I, I, I do enjoy speaking about, you know, hunting and everything about it. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes I find it hard to articulate my feelings about because i'm there's so many feelings like why do you hunt like well there's not just one thing you know it's like sit down grab a beer you know we're gonna be here for a couple hours you know because yeah. i mean there's a lot of why i do what i do you know so i think there's politically too there's there's 
because I listen to a lot of hunting podcasts, right? And I've also seen a lot of the the, the memes from the other side, and right? Stuff online, and so I there's also the, there's two sides to it. There's some of the things kind of like when when you bring up politics, there's a lot of words that get thrown out, things that get thrown out to where it's like almost like a hatred thing, like right. oh, well, blah blah. blah. And, I, and I and I almost hear the same thing from the hunter side oh, too. Yeah. So it's like, well, hold on now. Uh, you know, no, it's not Bambi's fault. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think it's Cartoon's fault. Right. But I hear that a lot from hunting podcasts. Right. I watched Bambi. And right. I watched all these other things. And yeah, okay, I haven't, I haven't killed an animal yet. But right. at the same time, I'm willing to. Yeah. So how is that? I don't know. I there. Yeah. There's there's parts to it where it's like, okay, well, you can't quit, keep throwing out Bambi and and, and cartoons and right. stuff to say it's the problem because, well, there's more to it than that. No, it's, I think there's always. You know, there's always two stories, you know, like both sides are always at fault. And and I'm being and I'm not, you know, I'm being completely honest right now because there's you have that, you know, have that you have that far left mm-hmm. and you have that far right. And I hate that we're just a two party system. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But there is, you know, those both of those both of those, you know, say let's call them just single people, you know, that far left guy and that far right guy. You know, and no matter what you do and no matter what you say, neither one is going to come in the middle and agree on anything. And I just think that's so ridiculous, you know. Like, if you don't uh-huh. hunt and if you just, you know, like if you're vegan, if you're, you know, whatever, hey, good. For, that's your choice, man. I'm, I'm not going out and I'm not going to bash you on social media <laughs> and I'm not going to threaten your life. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to throw uh, things at you in public, you know, and th- that's OK, you know, because that's. The great thing about this country, you get to be whatever you want to be. If you want to learn how to hunt, you get to learn how to hunt. You know. Yeah. So. Well, and the, and the cool thing is too is is really hunting, hunting cross lines, and it's not necessarily the far right and the far left in in that world because, uh, it, it's just the hunters versus the non-hunters, right? Right. And, and so I, I mean, yeah, you're gonna find some people on one side that are more into right. hunting than on the other side, but yeah, uh, it's just like hiking. Man, I I see the same thing because people always say, oh well. Uh, I've seen, I've heard hunters talk about that, like, oh, well, those hikers, blah, 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 they're just <laughs> right. a bunch of hippies and blah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, at the same time, yeah, but you, you'd be amazed some of these hiking forums and stuff that are, you know, on social media right. that I've seen. And, and, and it's like, hey, man, there's both parties are well represented right? in, in yeah. all communities, I think. So, no, as yeah. uh, who was I just, was it, uh, I don't remember if it's uh, the Meteor podcast or Joe Rogan or, and they were just, but they were just talking about that. I think it was in Colorado or something. They're talking about, you know, we're trying to close. Hunting seasons uh, because of the effect of people just in the woods, right? Because, you know, urban sprawl. And uh, they were talking about, like, how it just blows my mind how, like, the the hikers and the hunters were fighting each other. And I'm like, you're sharing the same resource. Like, you know, right. pull your head out of your ass, you know? Yeah. Like, seriously? Like, we just all want to be in the woods, you know? No one wants to be from their cubicle 9 to 5 and go home to their job every single day. Like, you need an escape. You know, you got to get in the and the what we have left of the wilderness you know and and uh go up and enjoy some nature i mean it's here for everyone to share you know yep. we're all like again we're all public land owners you know mm-hmm. you're an owner i'm an owner you know let's all go and enjoy it if a vegan wants to go up there and enjoy it hey let's do it together we can hike it you don't have to shoot it you don't have to eat it you know doesn't mean we can't be friends yeah absolutely you know? and and that's the whole thing too is 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 in order to in order to the more you know this is obviously a topic we need to talk about but the more 
looking back at, at hiking a long time ago, you had all these guidebooks, and I'm sure you probably even had one at one time in your life. Or, oh, yeah. you know, Everybody's had a hiking guidebook in their life. And, right. And one of our most famous hiking guidebook authors of the early, like, 50s, 60s, 70s, I, I don't remember when he lived, but or was writing most of them uh, w- with the Mountaineers books back then. One of his biggest things is, I want to write these books to get people out there to enjoy these and understand why we need to protect them. And that goes with hunters, too. Right. we got to get them out there to, to do it, too. So that was w- one of the topics that I really wanted to cover was uh, me being somebody who wants to be a new hunter. Will I hunt? Right. Uh, I will hunt podcast. Right. Is, you know, how can the conversation about getting people into hunting? Because that, that will help hunting in the future, right? Right. And here we are. Right. Uh, you know, a couple guys with 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 daughters right you know and, and I, I would love to 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 bring that topic up is you know my 10 year old daughter she's i think old enough to hunt now i think it's 10 you would know better than me but uh we'll, we'll cover that later but then my my five-year-old six-year-old <laughs> she's had her, she just had her birthday so uh you know same thing it's like well i want to i want to start integrating with her and, and right you know, your daughter's younger than both of them and I don't know where you're at with that. So, so that's right. a topic for another day too. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think this, these, these kind of, um, you know, this, this, this forum where you can just sit down and 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 uh, talk and talk and talk, and there's and anyone can do it. You know, I'm just like I said, I'm just regular old Joe Schmo, and I listen to all these different podcasts all the time, and I listen to some of these guys that, man, like half the time I got to pause the podcast and Google a word. I'm like, what the hell? Did he-? <laughs> Steve Ronell, I'm talking about you. You know, or even on Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast, you know, because yeah. he has they have all these incredibly intelligent people on there, and you can learn so much so fast. And uh, but I feel like like especially like Joe Rogan, like he started hunting with Cameron Haynes, you know, and he has such a a a, a large audience base and he gets out to so many different types of people that um you know i think that really helps the the hunting world to not see just that regular old you know people have that stereotypical hillbilly you know covering camo out you know shooting a deer and laying over the hood of his truck mm-hmm. well then you have guys you know like i said like joe rogan you know like he's like i just want to put go in my float tank and do some mushrooms and <laughs> you know i live in la and, yeah. and he's an incredible hunter and he and like i said he he uh he has he has a very large, very w- diverse base of people that listen to him, and it, and it's pretty exciting to see some of the people's comments. Say, hey, you know, I decided to try this out, you know, yeah. and for different reasons, you know, maybe not even kill stuff. Hey, I'm just going to hunt to, you know, I'm going to hunt mushrooms, you know, or whatever yeah. you're going to do, you know. Uh, like I, you know, I hunt for many, many reasons, but one of the big things is, you know, I like to put meat on the table. You know, I'm, you know, people might come down here and look around and see all these antlers and go, oh my God, you're a trophy hunter, like that's. That's a whole nother story as a trophy kind <laughs> of thing. But uh, the meat is a huge reward. I mean, when you put hundreds of pounds of meat in your freezer, it, like you're feeding your family, like my friends, my friends' friends, you know, and it and it's uh it's it's just a it's a it's a massive reward on top of everything else that goes along in the hunting world. So, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, and you know, something else too that we need to we need to talk about is uh the mental side of getting away from the family. Um, that's something that I know I've dealt with hiking. And when you're hiking, it's a lot different because I don't necessarily have the goal to get an animal. Yeah, my goal might be from get to point A to point B. Right. But there's been times when I've been in the woods uh, for a few days, and it's like, you know what? If I just 
just kill it this next day and just hike the 22 miles to my car. <laughs> right. And I know I can go to see my kids tonight. Yeah. Or my wife. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And it, and, and so we definitely, you know, that'd be another topic, too, that uh, is a big deal because yeah. you can't necessarily do that when you're hunting unless you have multiple days beyond that. Right. But if you're on, like you said, 26-day yeah. hunt in Montana, yeah. you know, the, the option's really not there until you come home with something, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get into that one, too. Yeah, out of state, and uh, i just like to thank WhatsApp. They don't sponsor me either, but I use WhatsApp, so I have, uh, you know, because my wife has a, 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 a iPhone, and then I have a, a Android, and so it's just an app that you can uh, video chat you know nice uh and i used it in africa and i've used it in montana and so half time i'll be like i don't have any service here but i bet you there's service top of that mountain you know because i'm wow. soft man i'm just like god i miss my kid and my wife you know yeah. so i'll go up there and you know i i uh i get them on the whatsapp you know and there they are eating crackers in bed you know and i'm like ah <laughs> oh, you little stinkers you know uh, that's cool but uh uh what else are we going to talk about Conservation, hundred dollars, hunting out of state. Um, well, we don't necessarily have to go through all of them either, and uh, yeah. we're definitely going to come up with more as we go. And that's another thing too is, is is you know before we before we put all of them on the table, I also want to open it up to listeners. You know, please uh, send an email in, uh, listen to the end of the episode for all that. Get on the the Instagram, Facebook, send messages in things that 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 you think we should cover because this is a important that it's not just for us it's for you too so if there's something that uh, that we need to talk about and and that's you know that's going to be good to, to get their input as well no that sounds good so right on man well let's uh one thing also too is that uh we need to figure out what we want to cover first and you know we'll decide that but one thing i wanted to throw out is uh is i really do need to get into a weapon because i need to start practicing Right. And I might not hunt this year. Uh, we weren't in 2019. Right. Uh, I might. I might not. Right. But either way, I figure I don't, uh, you know, that's that's one thing I mentioned in, in the preview episode was that I have never even owned a gun. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny, right? It, <laughs> right. it is comical. <laughs> right. So so here I am. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. So I, I did, I did when I was a kid, I did have one of them little bow and arrow things, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, n nothing like what, uh, what people cups. are hunting with. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, man, thanks a lot, and we'll talk about that. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Please rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at I Will Hunt Podcast. Same on Facebook and Twitter. Check out the website at IWillHunt.com. And you can always send us ideas or feedback. I will hunt podcast at gmail.com. This episode featured Chris Cantrell. Follow him on Instagram at Cantrell Outdoors. Thanks to Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever for creating the theme song for the show. Check them out at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Tell me who you see there waiting in the grass Silent like a graveyard, lakes a sheet of glass And I will hunt till I find what I'm looking for And I will hunt from the heartland to the shore And I may not find nothing and my rifle turns to rust I will